0: Would you like to retire with enough? My name is Peter Gidry, and I am the host of the Retiring with Enough podcast. In today's podcast, we'll be taking a closer look at mortgages, specifically home mortgages. John Paulson says, if you rent, the rent goes up every year. But if you buy a 30-year mortgage, the cost is fixed. Why would I want to dive into home mortgages Well, as a young homeowner, I always felt like they were pretty confusing. And recently, I had a conversation with a young homeowner who felt the same way. The homeowner had reviewed their mortgage loan documents and they couldn't understand why the mortgage loan balance had only decreased a few thousand dollars after paying a monthly mortgage note of over $1,500 for five years. So is this type of confusion about mortgages a common problem? I think so. I was confused as a young homeowner. This homeowner is confused and I feel pretty certain that there are a lot of other young homeowners and maybe some older homeowners who feel the same way. After about nine years in our first home we had the opportunity to upgrade and buy a home that we desired. I felt I would be pretty pleased with the remaining balance on the original mortgage as I had been paying the mortgage note diligently and I was pretty certain that I had made real progress in reducing the principal. To say that I was unpleasantly surprised would be a bit of an understatement as when I reviewed the loan balance documents I realized that the principal had barely been reduced. Like many homeowners I didn't understand the functional operation of a home mortgage. Using my personal experience as a guide, I feel like home mortgages are necessary, but they're also a confusing problem for a lot of homeowners. Many homeowners, to their financial detriment, don't fully understand the terms and conditions of their mortgages. So what exactly is a home mortgage? Investopedia explains that a mortgage is a type of loan used to purchase or maintain a home land, or other types of real estate. The borrower agrees to pay the lender over time, typically in a series of regular payments that are divided into principal and interest. The property then serves as collateral to secure the loan. Let's start by defining some of these terms. The lender is the business or the person who lends the money or gives a person the money to buy A home, a car, or anything in particular that they want to buy that they can't really afford to pay cash for. The principal is the loan amount, and the interest is some percentage of that loan amount that's paid back monthly in addition to the principal that you have to pay back. And collateral is something that's held as security until the loan amount is satisfied. Let's say my younger brother wants to buy a brand new tennis racket but doesn't have the money to pay for the tennis racket. So I advance him the money, he buys the tennis racket, and I tell him he has to pay me back $5 a week until the tennis racket is paid for. I also tell him I'm going to keep the tennis racket in my room when you're not using it and you don't get to keep it in your room until you finish paying for it. That tennis racket is collateral for the loan that I've given to my younger brother. Most people are familiar with conventional mortgage loans, which are the best for borrowers who want a more traditional mortgage and have good credit scores. But there are other types of mortgage loans. Jumbo loans are usually used for borrowers of larger mortgage amounts with excellent credit. There are something called government-backed mortgage loans, which are good for first-time home buyers who have lower credit scores and less cash for a down payment. Fixed-rate mortgages are best for borrowers who prefer a predictable set monthly payment for the duration of the loan. Adjustable-rate mortgages are best for short-term borrowers who prefer lower payments in the short term and are comfortable with possibly having to pay more in the future. Reverse mortgages have become much more popular in the recent past. Reverse mortgages are designed for older homeowners, aged 62 or older, who want to convert the equity in their homes into cash. These homeowners can borrow against the value of their home and receive the money as the lump sum fixed monthly payment or actually a line of credit the entire loan balance becomes due when the borrower dies moves away permanently or sells the home interest only mortgages and payment option arms arms adjustable rate mortgages can involve complex repayment schedules and are best used by sophisticated borrowers these types of loans may feature a large balloon payment at its end. How exactly does a mortgage function? Well, like almost 100% of young homeowners, I didn't have cash available to make an all-cash purchase of a home. And just like me, when a person or a couple doesn't have adequate funds for an all-cash purchase, then the next logical step is to contact a mortgage lender in hopes that the mortgage lender can provide the needed cash for the home purchase. If the lending and underwriting requirements are satisfied, the lender provides funds for the home purchase. In return, the borrower agrees to pay back the original loan amount plus interest over an extended period. The home that is purchased now serves as collateral for the loan until the loan is fully repaid. So I think almost everyone can understand everything so far, because at some point, almost everyone's had to borrow a little money and then pay it back. In most cases, these loans are non-interest-bearing loans that are repaid quickly. But in the case of a home purchase, the borrower is asking someone, a mortgage lender, for a loan, but it's not interest-free, nor is it quickly repaid. Because most new homeowners don't fully understand the mortgage process and are somewhat confused, they excitedly tell their friends and relatives that they just bought their first home. That's not a true statement. The mortgage lending company has purchased a home and it's allowing the borrowers to live in the home while the borrower pays back all of the principal and all of the interest over a long period of time. At the end of that period, then they actually do own their home when the mortgage is satisfied. Home mortgage loan repayments use an amortization schedule, and these amortization schedules create the most confusion in terms of home mortgages. But let's use a simple example of a personal loan. A simple personal loan of $20 can be paid back with a $20 bill, or in the worst case, with a $10 bill each week for two weeks. $20 loans are usually not paid back at a dollar a week for 20 weeks, and these personal loans are normally interest-free. Mortgage loans, unlike personal loans, are interest-bearing, long-term, and in many cases, they levy penalties and fees for early payment. Mortgage loan payments follow that set schedule which is termed an amortization table. An amortization table usually provides a monthly or an annual schedule of principal, interest, and annual payments. So now I'll present an example of an amortization table, and for this example we'll use a 30-year fixed loan of $200,000 with monthly payments and an interest rate of 5% on the Retiring with Enough website on the blog of this same name. I've actually presented the amortization tables in chart form. So if anyone's interested in looking at the actual charts, you can find them on the Retiring with Enough website. It's interesting to note that on any amortization table, the majority of the early loan payments are used to satisfy interest charges rather than reducing the principal balance. After making loan payments of approximately $1,075 per month for a whole year, that's 12 loan payments, the principal on our $200,000 loan has only been reduced by $2,950. This occurs after paying approximately $12,900 in loan payments. This is just about the point where everyone says, what do you mean? I've paid almost $13,000, and my loan has only been reduced by 3000 Because of how mortgage loans are crafted, the early years of loan repayments are primarily directed to interest payment and not principal reduction. On the website, there's another chart that shows the relationship between balance, interest, and payments. And this chart shows that the total amount of dollars paid towards principal reduction doesn't overtake the amount of interest paid until after year 15. And even more importantly, the monthly amount paid towards principal reduction doesn't overtake interest payment until payment number 195 in year 17 of the loan. So what that means is that you have to wait until payment number 195 in the 17th year of the loan for that monthly note, the amount that you pay, for more of it to go towards principal reduction than towards interest payments. At the end of 30 years, the total of all payments that you've made comes out to approximately $386,511. The total interest payments is one hundred eighty six thousand five hundred eleven dollars. So your two hundred thousand dollars loan over thirty years of repayment has a total cost of three hundred eighty six thousand dollars, one hundred eighty six thousand five hundred eleven being interest. It's about at this point that most people's heads want to explode. Most people tend to focus on monthly payments and how much they can afford monthly and not the total amount of payments over 30 years. It's actually not hard to do just to focus on the amount of monthly payments, but it's important to understand that mortgages consist of three main parts. The mortgage terms are determined by the mortgage amount, the interest rate charged, and the length of the mortgage term. So each of these three parts of the mortgage is integral to the mortgage, and each part helps to determine how long the mortgage will exist and how much the mortgagee will pay monthly and in total. Let's think about this a different way. Let's look at your mortgage as a large water line with three smaller water lines that feed into the larger line. The water that runs through that large mortgage pipe represents the monthly payments that you pay on your mortgage. The three smaller water lines that feed into the larger line all have a shut-off valve that can be opened or closed. So each of the smaller valves can let in a little or a lot of the water that runs through the big water pipe. And how little or how much each of those smaller water lines is opened will contribute to the total flow of the larger water line. So the combination of all three of those smaller lines feeding into the larger line will determine the total flow of water. In much the same way, a greater or lesser loan amount, a greater or lesser interest rate, or a greater or lesser mortgage length will determine the flow rate or the monthly note of a home mortgage. So using this analogy, it's easier to see how a greater or lesser loan amount, a greater or lesser interest rate, or a greater or lesser mortgage length will determine how much your monthly note is going to be although this analogy is not absolutely correct because your mortgage amount can affect the interest rate that will be attached to the mortgage. For instance, a jumbo loan, which has a larger loan amount, will typically have a higher interest rate with stricter underwriting rules. Jumbo loans usually require a larger down payment than a standard mortgage. Interest rates can be affected by market forces and nationwide inflation rates. Periods of high inflation normally result in corresponding increases in interest rates charged to borrowers. Interest rates can also be affected by the creditworthiness of the borrower. Lower credit scores equal more risk for lenders. So, to offset that increased risk, lenders normally charge higher interest rates to consumers with lower credit scores. The length of time the mortgage is in force will affect both monthly and terminal payments. With all other things being equal, the longer the term of the mortgage, the more dollars that will be paid. A shorter term mortgage means fewer payments with less total monetary outlay. A shorter mortgage also means monthly payments will be higher to pay off the loan in a shorter period of time. So, if we look back at our original analogy of the large pipe where the flow in the pipe represents the monthly payments of your mortgage, not only can each water line affect the total water flow or the monthly note, but each water line can potentially be connected to the other water lines and modify the water flow of the other pipes, which would be represented by the loan amount, loan interest rate, and the length of the mortgage. So as we just talked about, each of these things is interconnected, and so each of these is actually connected to each other and can turn off or on the other pipes. So what could be confusing about that, right? After looking at and understanding the water pipe analogy, it's easy to understand how homeowners get confused. Another question that's commonly asked is, what is PMI, which represents private mortgage insurance? Investopedia explains that private mortgage insurance is a type of insurance that a borrower might be required to buy as a condition of a conventional mortgage loan. Most lenders require PMI when a home buyer makes a down payment of less than 20% of the home's purchase price. When a borrower makes a down payment of less than 20% of the property's value, the mortgage loan-to-value ratio, or the LTV, is over 80%. The higher the LTV ratio, the higher the risk profile of the mortgage for the lender. Unlike most types of insurance, the policy protects the lender's investment in the home, not the individual purchasing the insurance. However, PMI makes it possible for some people to become homeowners sooner. For individuals who elect to put down between 5% up to 19.99% of the residence cost, PMI allows them the possibility of obtaining financing. While PMI is an added expense, so is continuing to spend money on rent and possibly missing out on market appreciation as you wait to save up a larger down payment. However, there's no guarantee you'll come out ahead buying a home later rather than sooner, so the value of PMI is worth considering. When does it make sense to refinance? One of the great things about mortgages in general is the ability to refinance under certain conditions, which usually results in a more favorable mortgage more favorable terms or more favorable payments. When does it make sense to refinance? When interest rates have dropped? when corresponding decreasing interest rates, refinancing starts to make more sense. If you want to extend the term of the loan, there may be several reasons why it may make sense to extend the term of the loan with refinancing. It's important to understand that extending the term of the loan will also extend and increase the total amount of interest that you pay if you want to modify the time of ownership. The main idea of refinancing is usually to decrease monthly notes. There is a certain period needed after refinancing to cover that cost of refinancing with decreased monthly payments. This crossover point where the financing costs are recovered and the refinancing savings start occurring is usually around three years. Just like the original loan, it depends on the refinancing amount, interest rate, and time. You may want to consider refinancing if your credit score has risen. Mortgage rates are normally tied to an individual's credit score with the best refinancing interest rates reserved for borrowers with the highest credit scores. If your credit score has decreased, that usually signals that refinancing interest rates are not going to be optimal and could actually increase. Going through the paperwork and the expense of refinancing makes sense if interest rates have dropped at least 1.5%. If for some reason you want or need to extend the time of the loan, if you will remain in the home long enough to recover the cost of refinancing, And if your credit score has not fallen, then refinancing may make sense for you. How have I handled personal mortgages in my lifetime? I've actually owned several different homes and had several different investment properties, all of which had mortgages. So how did I handle those mortgages personally? My personal strategy for home mortgage financing has been to finance at a fixed rate, For the longest time available at the lowest interest rate possible. This meant that my notes were fixed and stable and that monthly payments were the most affordable. Using this strategy created the greatest amount of security because I knew that my note would not change throughout the mortgage and that my monthly payments were the smallest amounts possible. The security of a fixed rate with the smallest monthly note created the least amount of financial pressure in terms of loan repayment. A good question at this point would be why would I want to use this strategy, pay the full mortgage for the full term, and have more interest that I have to pay? Because doing this meant that any time we had extra money, we could direct those extra dollars to principal reduction. Any money or any extra dollars added to a monthly note go directly to reducing the principal. Those months where money was tight, then we didn't have any pressure to pay anything over the required monthly note. But doing this, when we were able to add extra dollars, those dollars went directly to principal reduction without the pressure of the higher monthly note. Even the addition of 100 or $200 extra a month used to reduce the principal significantly decreased the mortgage time frame, and it helped us to pay the mortgage off much more quickly. By adding 100 to $200 each month, which was totally optional, we were able to effectively reduce our mortgage time frame from 30 years to less than 15 years. What we did, in effect, was pay the amount necessary each month to pay off the mortgage at approximately year 15. Yet, we were only on the hook each month for the lesser amount of a 30-year mortgage note. We could accelerate payments at our discretion when we had extra money, but we didn't have to. Our required monthly payments were only the amounts needed to satisfy a 30-year mortgage. And now some final thoughts. In most cases, a home purchase will create greater value over the long run, but most consumers consider home mortgages to be confusing and hard to understand. Mortgage borrowers agree to pay a series of regular payments divided into principal and interest over a set period. There are many different mortgage types, with the fixed mortgage being the most suitable for most potential homeowners. Mortgage terms will be determined by the mortgage amount, the interest rate charged, and the length of the mortgage term. Most lenders require PMI, private mortgage insurance, when a home buyer makes a down payment of less than 20% of the home's purchase price. One of the great things about mortgages in general is the ability to refinance under certain conditions which usually results in more favorable mortgage terms or payments. My own personal strategy for home mortgage financing has been to finance at a fixed rate for the longest time available at the lowest interest rate possible and then combining this strategy with accelerated principal payments. Using this strategy has allowed me to pay off 30-year mortgages in about half that time frame with a lot less stress and a lot more security. In my next podcast, I'll answer a listener question when I explore the challenges of self-employment. And as always, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a review. And if you want to partake in an online conversation, be sure to search for the Retiring with Enough group on Facebook. Thanks. The information and opinions contained on this podcast are for general education and are considered general communications. Information on the podcast was obtained from various sources, and Retiring with Enough does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information presented. Retiring with enough strongly recommends that you perform your own independent research and or speak with a qualified investment professional, legal advisor, or tax professional before making any financial decisions. The information and opinions expressed should not be construed as financial planning and does not consider the economic status or risk profile of any specific person, nor does it constitute an offer to buy or sell securities.